1: What is Northwest Nerd? It's the collector whose pop culture passion took him along an unlikely path to becoming an ordained Jedi minister. I wish I was, say, of a diabolical genius that I was going to start this Star Wars church. Not at all. It's the tea blender who can actually taste fandom. I I make
0: tea for nerds, and that is weirdly a real job a person can have.
1: (laughs) These are the stories that make us nerds. This is Northwest Nerd.
0: Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I am Jordan today and I'm here with Kosi Harris, who does public relations and all kinds of great publicity things. Hi, Kosi. How are you? Hey, Jordan. How are you? Good, good. I'm so excited because we're doing this series on our podcast right now, helping small or I guess even not only small businesses. And talking a little bit about the behind the scenes of things, which we haven't really done before. And we have never talked about PR on this podcast before. So I'm really excited. Oh, that's how adult. An- <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to talk to an expert. Well, I guess first, do you want to explain a little bit about like
1: what you do and your job in PR? I've been doing PR for about 12 years now. I uh, want to do it since I was about 17 from like a job shadowing day that I did in high school way back when. And I had ended up being paired up with a publicist from CoverGirl. And I had no clue what PR was up to that point. And she explained to me what it was, you know, like what she does, basically promoting the CoverGirl brand into publications, getting it product placement on TV and movies. And um I just fell in love with it because I at that time I didn't know what I wanted to do, and again, like it still changes. And at the time, I just wanted to do just like beauty and fashion PR, you know, which is great. But um, obviously we can get to that later. That changes over time as it should when you get older, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's growth. But I really was like, okay, that's what I want to do. And um, basically publicity is to be seen by other people, obviously in public, used to bring more brand recognition, a brand, a company, a person, more about awareness of something. It could be used as a selling tactic, which we could talk about later, but it's usually way to another way to get sales, not the only main way to get sales if a brand is interested in that.
0: We've worked together before and that's something that I didn't like totally understand the marketing and PR work together, but they are not (laughs) the same thing in the sense that like PR does not include, it's I guess one part of marketing, but it's not your entire marketing campaign, I guess, unless that's all you're doing, but
1: it usually should be coupled with other things. Yeah. And I always think that marketing should be first. It's basically just like promoting and selling products or services. And that's including like, you know, using advertising, research. So marketing is usually just focused on selling a specific product where PR is focused on, like I said, recognition and just maintaining a positive reputation for a company, a person, a product as a whole.
0: Yeah. You say marketing should come first. Is that sort of like if a company is or a a brand or business is smaller, do you recommend like figuring out their marketing campaign first and then adding in PR once they sort of have a little more of an idea of what
1: their marketing strategy is? Absolutely. Absolutely. And also to a lot of marketing tactics are free, right? I mean, we you know, advertising is part of that, but I would even do advertising sometimes before doing PR only because PR could take time. And if a brand is looking or a company is looking for more like fast sales, I would recommend PR to being the one to do, especially now in this climate where, you know, the news changes every day and they might have to either delay a story or even sometimes pull a story, which happened to me a few months ago because they just didn't have the time to include. And, you know, they just had to catch up with more current news or more products that are more appropriate for this time. And, you know, that's the name of the game right now.
0: Yeah, I guess that's another thing I hadn't really thought about because marketing, like you have a little bit more like the brand has a little bit more control over it, I guess, in the sense that like you kind of put out your own marketing or if you're getting help with that, that's more internal. But PR and publicity really is reliant on other sources to like post your story or put you on TV. (laughs) Yes, for sure. I didn't even think about that, that like in a sort of chaotic time. I bet all of that is a lot harder because yeah, like you have to plan. Like you said, PR takes a while. It's because you have to like work with someone else so much in advance to get things
1: out, right? For sure, for sure. Or sometimes it was immediate. I remember when, you remember I promoted Sartorial Geek when it first came out and, you know, those were more simpler times back then. (laughs) You know, we got more media interest, you know, immediately. Yeah, I guess that's true. And it probably
0: depends on the size. Of the um, company that you're working with too or not the company, but like the size of the blogs or newspapers or magazines, yes
1: now I remember during that time we kind of decided I figured you and me that we were gonna go much more niche yeah, yeah, just t- targeting all just like the geek publications we know, and then we did more of like the mainstream like I remember we sent product to Buzzfeed, you remember that didn't come out until like two months later. Yeah, I think that's a good thing for people to remember
0: when they're thinking about PR. That is definitely something to plan in advance because I don't know how many people necessarily think about that. (laughs) It's like you really
1: need time. Yeah, it really takes time. And also too, it depends on the story. Like there's a few Facebook groups that I'm in where editors will mention about what they need and times like for experts, they need something like yesterday, which is hysterical. But they also, when they do these deadlines, doesn't mean that will come out the next day. I remember they, there was a deadline that was due like within three hours. I didn't see the placement until six weeks. Okay, and that's the earliest. Sometimes wow. it can be a month or two. Again, if like this delays or an editor is deciding to push it back. That's you just have to wait and and manage like the client's expectations of that.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So, like, if someone is running a brand and they're they have their marketing figured out and they they're thinking about adding PR. Is there anything you recommend to people who are doing PR for the first time? If just to kind of understand like when it's useful to them, or do you recommend that they have like only do it around like new launches? Or is there anything like that, that you like try to recommend that people think about before they start thinking about PR?
1: Oh, yes, for sure. I feel as though they also, any brand or, person should be look thinking about like their 60, 90, 120 goals and figure out what the, you know, like where are they planning to achieve and how PR could um, fit in that way. I would figure out your budget if you do want to hire a PR firm. And I also would recommend, I mean, particularly for some small businesses that they wait like a year or two, because there's a lot of times there's other ways to get PR, right? There's a um, service called Harrow that's short for help a reporter. And that's a way that you could get leads any day and a small business or person could do that. And they could start vetting will you'll get emails every day, basically on a bunch of topics that could be, you know, that could be helpful in regards to like getting press a lot. And that's how a lot of media on the low will get like sources and things like that. And they'll want to like blast it out and they'll give deadlines for particular stories that they need or products that they need. And it's free. But it is hit or miss sometimes. But then it's sometimes like you'll see like a Forbes um editor looking for something or someone from like BuzzFeed or Cosmopolitan. So I think that's a cool way to test the waters to see what you want. I would also think about just where do you see yourself placed realistically? You know, like writing down like your top 10 or 15, you know, blogs, podcasts, publications, influencers, you want to see wearing the product too, because I feel so again, social media and PR can go hand in hand, right? So, and he has another way to think about that. Just basically knowing what you're trying to achieve in advance, like we talked about. Yeah. And also understanding too, that this is a way to get a sales, not the only way. So you're still going to have to do some marketing tactics. And also that helps PR in a way. Like, I always recommend, like, um, businesses, whether big or small, make sure they have some social media presence. This doesn't mean having 10K followers, but you should be posting every day for an editor to see that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think having a big story come out definitely can be game changing in some ways like I had this was way, way, way long ago, like maybe almost 10 years ago, I had a product in real simple magazine, which was like back when I only had an Etsy shop. And that completely changed the game for me. But then I've also had other like stories come out that I thought would be a huge deal. And like, It wasn't really. So I think that's also something for people to think about that not like there's so much more to business and sales than like expecting one story to completely change everything just by itself. Because like you said, I think a lot of it is getting a story and then having a way for all of the new leads that come in to keep following you or keep up with your business because they're not necessarily all just going to like shop that one day instantly like I guess that's just sort of an expectation it can be game-changing but not every single story
1: is gonna like completely (laughs) change your business exactly even you know like you you had you mentioned that real simple hit but you kept going you knew that that wasn't going to be like the end-all be-all and I think that's a, a thing that brands need to think about as well like you should be leveraging that like putting that into like newsletters and any type of social media campaigns or If you're at trade shows mentioning, oh yeah, have you seen us in Real Simple? So I feel as though a lot of brands don't do that. They kind of just like depend on like the online placement, call it a day. It's like, no, you're going to have to sell that now. That's a marketing tactic. Like, hey, did you see us here? Like, are you having signs like in your store or on your website as seen in Real Simple? And I feel as though a lot of brands are not taking that extra step. They're just depending on like, and then that's supposed to change everything. Where I see Jordan, what you do. Like you literally post it everywhere. You have a press section on your website. I feel as though brands have to think about that. They need to go the extra mile. I think this is a really good
0: like reminder that PR can absolutely be a way to elevate what you're doing. But if you're counting on it to be the only <laughs> the only thing that's like getting you sales, it needs to be a part of a bigger strategy and not just one thing. Cause I'm sure even as the person doing PR that must be frustrating when you have a client that doesn't totally get it where like I guess it's what you said before just setting expectations of what is possible and it's absolutely a great way to get your product in front of new eyes and bigger audiences but yeah I think it still has to be a part of a bigger strategy oh for sure you talked about like you've worked at I guess bigger companies but you're doing
1: freelance PR now too which is super cool Yes, I felt to that by um accident, and it's ironic because I feel though a lot of um the work that I get now is really a lot of word of mouth, which is like really you know really flattering and I'll be transparent it was like a bit overwhelming <laughs> that happens like within like a year and a half, like I always had like the freelance stuff for, for myself, but again, with like you know the pandemic, you're doing more stuff on your own, so I'm just writing with it and um I'm very, very grateful. um I have amazing clients that I love doing great work for. Uh, one of them is Basami Cosmetics. So cool. I love that brand. Right? Yeah. Just Gabrielle is amazing. I work with a influencer that does a lot of amazing social good content. She also is a disability advocate. Her name is Gigi Robinson. I do nonprofit work for Real Six Film Festival, Image Nation, and Tri-Association of America. And in the wellness space, I work for a line called Blossom and Stone, which is a small business that launched last year. And that's cool seeing that grown, you know, that got them placements in Birdie, Pop Sugar. And um, yeah, I'm just kind of running with it. That. That's so cool. If someone is looking to hire
0: PR, like, do you have any suggestions for how to find a publicist that is like a good fit for you?
1: Sure. So I think I would also, again, like writing down a list of goals, just like thinking about like how does your company, how do you communicate with um employees or like outside vendors if you don't have like employees and you just hire freelancers? That's one. Think about your budget. And then also too, I would be on social media, you know, networking and figuring out just that's how I met Gabriella. Like she found me through a female founder group that we were on on Facebook and someone referred me.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So I think those social media groups are very valuable. And this is one time that social media works. And then also like talking to friends, talking to family, I think that's old fashioned too. I feel the word of mouth, especially right now, I think it's just essential. I think people want to feel, want to have some sort of sense of security. I think, you know, the whole word of mouth route is a way to do that without like feeling so uncertain. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I know that you mentioned a couple
0: ways to do this already, but do you have any other, like, if someone is listening and they're like, okay, I would love to hire a publicist at some point or a PR rep at some point, but I know that I'm not ready yet. So they're working on their marketing. And I know you mentioned, was it called Harrow, the website? Yeah, Harrow. Are there any other suggestions you have for people to sort of, like if they want to try to do their own
1: PR to start? For sure. So I think also, you know, Google alerts are amazing. Think about where your competitors are being placed at. Smart. Yeah. Start creating your own media list, so to speak, which means just going, using an Excel sheet, looking, you know, putting a link to your competitor's publication or something similar to it, where you think you would want to be placed at, getting the editor's information, which means Googling them, following them on Twitter, on um, Instagram, you know, LinkedIn. And I know for publicists, like a lot of editors don't like when they get DM'd, but I think business owners, especially right now, are they're more welcoming to it. So I would take advantage of that. You know, like DMing them just like, hey, I would love to send you a product or or, I would like to tell you my story. How can I email you? What can I do? If they ignore you, then fine, you move on. Go to the next one. I
0: feel like that's maybe one of the biggest, at least I've done like my own very, very small bits of PR. And I feel like that's maybe one of the biggest things is like, it's okay when people say no to you at, or don't respond. And that just like has to be a part <laughs> of the mentality. Like not everyone is going to get back to you saying yes. And that's totally fine.
1: Right. Especially right now too. I think people need to remember that. You yeah, but like writer. I like, lot out publications. There's layoffs. There was just layoffs in um, I think Huffington Post last week. So a lot of editors now are doing the jobs of two people.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And I think you know, they're overwhelmed just as we are with um, work and what's going on in the world. So I think that's just something to be mindful of too. Like if, um, you know, it's no excuse for being snippy, but there's times they just won't get back to you. And if there's snippy, like it's not you, it's maybe it's a deadline. Like I'm kind of amazed to see like the writers that I know, like I know they'd work on with multiple publications and how much they're getting done and not getting paid as much money for it too, because, you know, advertising's kind of down the toilet a bit too right now. Yeah, that's
0: true. I didn't even really think about, like, until you said that there is a lot of crazy stuff happening. Like, a lot of the writers I knew who were writing at the beginning of the pandemic are not writing at the same place anymore. Like, there have been a lot of shifts. I didn't even think about how much that's affecting things like PR.
1: Yeah, I'm actually pretty shocked that it's still happening. I kind of thought we were clearing through that, but apparently we're not. Yeah. So I guess maybe just, uh, I think it's always good to go into conversations
0: with like a little extra kindness and grace, but maybe,
1: (laughs) maybe now, especially. Oh, for sure. Definitely. For sure. Because I'm in a few of these like PR groups on Facebook. So I see, I hear a lot of these editors, what they're venting about, you know, it's pretty interesting. You know, like they don't want to be reminded three times about an email. They'll reply if they want to, you know, things like that.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like sending one reminder, like one follow up is probably okay, but then then let it go. Exactly. I feel like that's another piece of advice I heard like at some point in my small business journey is like to maybe not have your heart set. You should definitely have goals, but like, don't put all of your eggs in like one basket and like if you want to get into a certain publication and they're saying no for now, don't like hound them until they say yes, because that's not the way to do it. Like you'll need to change your strategy or come back when you have a bigger audience. Or talk (laughs) to another person. True, yeah.
1: There's a lot of freelancers on Twitter and that's another good way to find media contacts. And also, I know it's a lot of writers do post when they're looking for sources.
0: That makes sense.
1: Which is great. So I think that's a good way. Twitter is also a good resource to have. I just thought of this, but do you suggest people
0: sort of try out their own, like try out PR for themselves before hiring someone? Because I do feel like you learn a lot and learn how much hard work it is by trying it
1: yourself. You know what, Jordan, I think they should. Just to, you know, get understanding of like, like, obviously what a publicist deals with, but also like they get an idea of like what they really want. I
0: feel like that makes a lot of sense to, if you're thinking about going this route and you're not in a time crunch where you're like, I want to hire someone right now, like maybe try it out for yourself a little bit. I know the holiday season is coming up. Like that's probably a great time for a lot of products. Yeah. It's now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe, you know, try it out for yourself and see, cause it is like i have a new appreciation for pr after i have tried it myself and in some ways it's worked and in some ways it hasn't and it is grueling like it is a lot of rejection and a lot of not now and a lot of like sending a thousand emails and getting you know 10 responses and that's not for the faint of heart
1: <laughs> it's a hard job oh, for sure for sure
0: I hope this is like, is there anything else that you think people should know about PR? I feel like this has been a good intro to
1: and like helping people navigate when's the right time for them. I think people understand like, again, like PR brings brand credibility and um, it definitely bridged the gap between like businesses and like would be clients and customers. I think that's something that small businesses should consider too. Just the whole credibility factor. Yeah.
0: I think you can also just do PR for like a certain season or a certain product, right? Like it's not necessarily as much of an ongoing thing as marketing should be.
1: Right, for sure. Because obviously a lot of will ask, what's the new news? I remember I got that like eight years ago, this trade editor from Women's Word Daily said that to me. And it always stuck with me because she was kind of just like, I was happy that she said that to me because... She didn't need to. She could have just ignored me, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a good thing for businesses to think about. Like if you don't have something new out, it's gonna be a lot harder to pitch a story <laughs> if you don't really have anything to talk about. Right. And then during that time, that's when you think about just again, where are the goals for like the next, you know, where are your goals after this PR campaign, right? I think uh
0: I hope this is really helpful for businesses, especially now leading into at least this holiday season. But if you're listening in the future, there's always a good time to think about publicity and PR and can you let everyone know where they can find you and contact you if they're possibly interested in working with you
1: Yes I'm on Instagram under Coast Harris altogether and um on LinkedIn just google Cozy Harris and on Twitter at Coast27 Awesome. Thank you so
0: much, Kosi. This has been so helpful. And now I'm like motivated to, I was like, oh, my media list that I made, I think probably seven years ago is so old and outdated. I should really think about updating some of my stuff. So this has been very motivating for me. Oh, I I love that. I motivated you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And I hope uh, that people reach out if they're interested in working with you. And I hope everyone has a better understanding of PR and, uh, Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you, Jordan.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our episode. If you want to hear more like this, you can subscribe to the Sartorial Geek podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help us out, you can leave us a rating or a review or head to patreon.com sartorialgeek sartorial geek. Thank you so much. Have a great day.